What are you anticipating seeing, you know, amongst the New Zealand teams, given you've, you've given all that about the All Blacks? Oh, just so many good young players, mate. I don't know how you do it there. Oh, I do, because you've got three of the biggest uh, academies in the world. Fiji, Samara and Tonga. They're not bad. We were waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Hello and welcome to another... Um, Drop Kickoff podcast. Um, today we're going to keep it short and simple. We're going to talk about um, a new employee, Joseph Suwali. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And as Joey S. Yes. Yeah, Joey S. We've got to get used to saying that now, don't we? Oh, Joey Suwali. You know, don't give him away. Um, but anyway, we're <laughs> here. Here with uh, Nathan and Nick, and we're just going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, you know, is he good? You know, how does league think about it? What's the strategy behind Rugby Australia? Um, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just talk about him. I'm excited. I'm very excited about him. Um, we were talking in the chat before, uh, and I think, Nathan, we're on the same team. We are both very excited, aren't we? And Nick, you're not. But let's talk about excitement first. Nathan. <laughs> I'm excited. It's a big name. It's one of those people that, as you, you know, we've seen over the past couple of days, generates excitement and generates buzz. Like you need, realistically, if we're going into a golden decade, as you know, everyone wants to call it, you need big names to develop that hype for the big events. And, you know, Stawali at the moment, in terms of like potential, in terms of that kind of breakout star that you need in these hyper games, it's no one bigger. Like, it's 1.6 is a lot of money, sure. But if a rugby league club was to try and grab him from the Roosters, they'd probably be paying, they wouldn't be paying 1.6, but they'd probably be paying, you know, 300K, 400K less. Like, they they have to pay a fair amount. So it's, I don't think it's as, you know, wild as people want to make out for it. But, you know, he's, he's not this random rugby league convert that's come over. Like, as Chris Whitaker put it on Monday, you know, he's come through rugby, his life, you know. He played it growing up. He was in that under 18 Australian school side that beat New Zealand in New Zealand. You know, I think the first side to do it in like seven or eight years. Like he's he's going to come over pretty well versed in rugby. Like he's not not exactly going to be, you know, having to spend a couple of weeks or a couple of months trying to find his feet again, like maybe a Vunuvalu or someone else. Like he's going to come in ready to go. And you know, and once we hit like 2020, young, right? Yeah, he's going to be 21 when he gets over here. Like he's so two years, time. you know. Literally, he couldn't even buy a drink in America yet. Like, he's still growing and developing. <laughs> Seriously, can you imagine yeah. when he's, he spends, you know, entire off-season building for that transition, knowing he's coming over, how good he's going to yeah. be? I yeah, think it's yeah. absolutely weird. Yes, it's in a position we probably don't need, but you need stars, and he could be yeah. one of the biggest ones out there. Um, uh, you mentioned price tag. I guess, actually, we should park that and come back to that later. That's a big thing. But, um, yeah, like... Uh, I've been watching a bit of league lately, um, or as I think you call it, bush rugby. Nathan, I'm not sure. Mungo ball, isn't it? Rugby rug, lug. Rugby rug, lug. Mungo uh, mungo ball. Rug, rugby league, Shut yeah, up, rugby league. Um, <laughs> but um, on, Belandis, love him. He, he, the dude's a freak. Like he is huge, um, both in so terms I, of body shape and penis size. 
but like he is whoa. like whoa uh, whoa whoa whoa, <laughs> I'm, whoa. Just, I'm just saying i'm just saying i'm just saying you know just from one is, man is this, to is this from personal experience uh nick i uh, was just like, saying you know i uh, just you know you probably was it you, know, you was it you joey and, and tolu sitting in a room together uh, bro he's 19 you can't he's 19 you can't be but anyway <laughs> sorry. No, so uh, sorry. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, but he's I six, six or something yeah. isn't he He's, he's six, six, five, six, six. He's only 90 kilos or something. Uh, he's kind of like that Falau build and also like both kind of shape size. And also he's made of Teflon. The dude just can't be tackled. <laughs> um, and also like you were saying, like he was playing rugby before. He's not uh, an alien to it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited. Like, uh, And yeah, he's a fullback, um, but... It's amazing. Um, it can, can play multiple positions as well. I think I, I saw him play when he was at Kings against I can't. I think it was against Riverview off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. that day he was playing thirteen, and he looked the, even back then he looked just huge. Yeah, you could see him playing center for sure. Um, you can play anywhere, anywhere from probably yeah, anywhere in that back line. Like he's he got just, the versatility. He's got the versatility and like the the game awareness and the and the footwork to to be a good 13 because he's also got the strength to just bulldoze folk but then also go around them. Um well, I don't know if you've watched him play league Nick, but he gets in between the gaps. Yeah, he, that's that's right. He, the dude the dude knows his shoulder, you know, like the back mm. of the back of his hand. He's amazing. I was yeah. watching, was it the game the, the, the Roosters were playing the Rabbitohs or something um, in midday? And he just he just somehow carved straight through them in that way that Flau could do. Mm. Um, but yeah, I you know, if I was Tom Wright, um, I'd probably go back to playing wing. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, uh, Nick, you're not as excited, excited as us, as us. You're a bit, you're a bit soft on him. Okay, so I feel like I should I should clarify, I should elaborate. Silence in the courtroom. I'll I'll come out to to elaborate. I mean, I have questions, but I mean, I have I have reservations, and it concerns it concerns the price tag. But I, as mentioned, we'll get to that. But I mean, here's the thing: like the dude's a great player in league. He's turned a lot of heads. Um, and additionally, as well, like I just love this situation that we find ourselves in i think it's just the chaos that has ensued in the media for the last i can see nathan just smiling there i love it this is planned this is you can say you can you can see all of the dynamic you can see all of the the leaguees getting up getting upset about it but you know what eddie signposted this i had a feeling this was coming for a little while when he said that he was going to be raiding the rugby raiding rugby league and you know, league fans kind of laughed at him and said, "Oh yeah, it's a it's unions a dead sport, or this that or the other." Um, and and that immediately just said to me, "Well, that means he's got he's got people on his list. He knows he's got people who he's looking for." And and I thought and I feel like that the moment. I mean, again, you know, we we always we often talk about how you know Rennie was hard done by when Eddie came in, but there's if there's one thing that he's done before one game has even started is that he has got rugby back in the papers again and being talked about again, and nothing says this more than this signing and this announcement. It is a topic discussion maker. It is it is made you know it's it's put rugby back on the front page again. It's a shit show. But it's an interesting shit show. Actually, and... okay, let's let's go on that. I, I think the media, like, I think 
and we can talk maybe about the bit of the strategy after this or whatever. Um, but I mean, at that, it was clearly kind of the half the point of doing this. Yeah, that's People right. Talking nonstop about it, and it's two years. It's like two years of Suwali E just <laughs> being in their head. For I mean, what if he carves for the next two years? Mm. He's going to he's, though because he's still like, developing. He's, he's still a developing source. player. Yeah. Um, Nathan, you're part of the major, the left-wing mainstream major. Um, got on East Coast Elite Media, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, lots of labels, lots of labels. Um, right. Lots of labels. You said that I said potato. Um, uh, but you can't deny that, like, the media, like, success of this, can you? Of course not. Like, you look at the, just the way it's all blown up, and it's it's that perfect storm of, you know, the signing got out Saturday, you had... Um, Roosters up Sunday, you know, Brandon Smith, for those who might not be as familiar from, you know, from rugby league backgrounds, he's their cult hero. He, you know, mm-hmm. he's just, he's great for a one-liner. He's that is he type. He's, pardon? Is he their Gutho? Their Gutho? Oh, he's better than Gutho. But no, no, he's just, <laughs> you mean Honey Badger. Yeah, you need Honey Badger. Right, right, right. How right. does he compare to he's Honey like, Badger? He's like, he's, He's a honey badger with just a bit more cheeky. And he's, you know, he was always going to give you that, that um, soundbite. And, and again, it, it's a Kiwi talking about that 1.6 million line. It's a Kiwi talking about the All Blacks. Like, of course he's going to say that. It was all yeah, a bit of, of fun, good nature. And then, you know, it gave then Jed, Jed Holloway a platform to kind of needle back and go, yeah, well, he wants to travel more than the East Coast. Like, it's all just good, <laughs> friendly stuff. And then the joy of getting rugby league and getting, you know, their type of media is there's a lot of it is ends up being just a whole storm in itself. You know, you look yeah. at your NRL 360s, you look at your, you know, we were at, we're at a stage where all of a sudden, you know, Phil Gould, one of the biggest personalities in, the, in their game is talking, <laughs> is fighting with the Roosters coach who was, you know, I, yeah. I, I, Twitter, I reckon it was, it was one of the better responses. And the fact <laughs> of, you know, he backed, he was like, yeah, I back rugby league to be better than union, but I do like rugby union, which I think, I think that that's, that's been an interesting point out of all this is I find a lot more union union first fans will be like, oh yeah, I support rugby league. I have a team. Yeah. But when you see, you see it reverse, it just doesn't happen. And it's that's happened with the media as well. It's been an interesting kind of... Well, actually, and that's actually interesting because a lot of my friends prefer league. And then they'll be like, oh, I like union. It's just, you know, when I watch, when it's on TV, I'll watch it. Like that's their kind of, you know, they like it. It's just yeah. that they don't go out of their way to watch it. And mm. a couple were kind of like, oh, I didn't wish Union would talk down league, which has been a thing. And but you're finding it's the, op- it's the opposite these days. It's, you're finding a lot more league. I, I found it, particularly in, in the wake of these maybe past 48, 72 hours, it's a lot more league guys talking down Union. You mm. know, this side, yeah. the, irony, the irony behind all this is, you know, less than 24 hours later, Lockie Miller, who's, you know, Olympian, like, you know, Stored of the Seventh Circuit goes out and like calms up rugby league for the Knights, and you don't see kind of you don't see that reverse vitriol come back. Of, yeah. Oh, how dare you poach? How yeah. dare you poach what, one of our seventh? Wasn't that like, quote for Lockie Miller? Literally, like we've never seen a dude do this before. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, both codes have benefited from from players playing each respective code. This is just how it goes, especially here in Australia, because you because league is at such a height of relevance and size that is not comparable to anywhere else in the world. Um, it's a bit silly to, to, to put up those, um, 
you know, those fronts and say it's one code of, of rugby versus another code of rugby when it's really, at the, at the end of the day, the game is extremely sim- One game is extremely similar to another. But if they're going to have yeah. a shit show like this, like I'm all for it because it means rugby is, is a lot more prevalent and in the news right now. I mean, what was that, that piece you shared this afternoon on our chat? You know, uh, Fox, the Fox piece um, talking about, oh, rugby union's dead. Well, clearly not. Judging by the reaction that this has made, clearly uh, not. That NRL 360 page. Mm. Yeah, yeah. NRL 360, so, the, the, the chat this afternoon with Braith and Asta. I had to kind of go back to the Gould thing. I mean, Gus Gould kind of looks uh, like the Emperor from Star Wars, you know? And he's saying, this shit. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's almost like deliberate that he's this vaudeville villain. Just I saying, fear, I fear, oh, I fear kick no him man. Out. I fear no kick man. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't pick just him. Like, just like mate, what, what's going on? Yeah, and, and then Trent. Robinson... Say, sorry, the irony behind all that with Gus Gould is literally a month ago he was interviewing Eddie Jones, being like, "That's right." Hey, I was going, like, yeah, 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 like, like this, is, like I feel like, but it's it's all like wrestling. It's like wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> but this is the thing. Like that's the chat. It's the whole chat. It's the dynamic. It's the whole. It's the optics of it that is just so fascinating um, in terms of just, first of all, that actual snippet is just, wow, I had I had so many questions after listening to it. But kind of going back to the whole point and again, how much this is has built up, you always ask the question at the end of the day is, is any publicity good publicity? And it's, I will say that this this entire absolute chaos that is that this signing has, has announced um, this is that like the claim immediately, of course, that, you know, union is dead. Clearly not. That's the most attention grabbing headline. If there ever was one, I could see journalists just eating that up. There's no, the grab that they like, need. But to me, it's like how much of it is real. Like, but what Trent Robinson said actually yeah, was smart. Yeah. Uh, and actually I was kind of like, when he said uh, NRL is the best rugby competition in the world, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, yeah, it's a bit hard to argue against that one. You can, but like in terms of like, I mean, you could, but it's, like, what, but it's what you expect from a from a rugby league coach. You're not going to expect him. He's not going to come out and go, you know what? I reckon top fourteen's pretty good. I reckon, I reckon they've got us covered in NRL. Like, of course, he's going to come out and say, yes, NRL's the best in the world. But he that's argued like, it well, though. He argued it well. Yeah, I'm saying fair play. That's the difference, which makes me think he's not. He's we, but kind and of, he used a many syllable word as well. He used the word tournament <laughs> and competition. I think that's what four. I think you can't argue that regardless and then of... And he said this, concurrently. Sorry. Concurrently. Like, the, <laughs> in terms of the media... <laughs> in terms of the whole media storm, the media storm this thing has drummed up, it's a win for Rugby Union. As chaotic oh, as... Oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. It's a win. And, like... And, I mean, you know, league league folks will have their, will have their money, will take their money as well because it is a click generator. It's a topic discussion maker. That is just the way that this machine but, works. But also, they just replace him with another talent, you know? Yeah, but the question is, do we actually think, first and foremost, that Joey's actually going to, you know, going to carve up? Do we think he's going to do that? And then, as well, I feel like we should bring up the topic of that price tag uh, as well. Do we actually think he's going to... He's the ROI is worth it. And Nathan, I wanted to ask you this because this is my my one question, my one reservation, because this is the 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 negative that I'm seeing circling around because, you know, 
we, we talked a, we talk a lot about you know how much money there isn't being invested in grassroots or in women's rugby and you know oh, yes it's fantastic that the Wallers are getting paid 52k and then you see but then you see a side by side comparison of 1.6 million a year the optics don't look good in terms of is RA fitting a little bill I don't think they do for any contract like generally you you split it between the club and the organisation like in terms of a deal like this when you have you know. Well, a, a person who's probably going to be coming in under that Wallabies umbrella. Like, generally, you like, it'd be split between, you know, a club with a top-up with RA. I think also a question needs to be asked, again, is, that, is it actually 1.6? Like, is he worth that, that amount? Just, or is it actually 1.6? That, that's the question I'm asking. That's the latter. It's, again, this number's kind of been reported as gospel. Is it really you've true? Been told, like, you've been told that. Someone was told that, and that's the only figure you've got. Again, all I'm saying, I, I don't know the exact number. No one, no one will. Yeah. But the amount of times that numbers like this get out and all of a sudden a trade like gospel, mm. like, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Now, is he worth it? Like, we're saying 1.6 in 2025 is going to be, again, okay, with inflation, it's going it's to probably look a lot more reasonable as, you know, private equity kicks in, as salary cuts, all sports around the world, like, kick in. Oh, particularly in Australia go up. So we're going to start seeing a lot more athletes worth that. We're talking about a 21-year-old kid with endless potential. Essentially, going to be the poster boy of the sport who, you know, outside of certain certain people's beliefs, is from all, like, other players' media I've spoken to, the humblest, groundedest, most grounded, nicest person that you can get as this centerpiece. Is that going to be worth it? I think it is. I think he's he's that star. He's that he's going to make that money back. We've seen how much media coverage we can get. Getting a star like this attracts top name sponsors, who all of a sudden you pay for yourself. It's like the whole you know Leo Messi going to PSG. You know he sold. You know the, the money was ridiculous, but he then sold basically his, his worth in in jerseys in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Is now we go to that argument of could that money have been spent differently? Now I'm of the belief that. It's not, it's not comparable. It wasn't a case of, they weren't sitting over two buttons and going, hmm, Sawali 1.6, it's pretty good, but now we can't find grassroots. Like, I think this money was going to be spent regardless <laughs> yeah. on players. It wasn't, like, we're not cutting away going, sorry, guys, we can't afford you. Like, this, I think this was going to be spent on marquee players regardless, whether it was overseas players. You, you know, there's been reports on how much, assignment, how much they pushed for Simon Karevi to come back whether it was going to be spent on retaining players, it was always going to... I believe this money would have always been spent. That's, and that's my argument with all this. I don't, I, that's why I don't like getting into this grassroots. The question is, then, who's going to miss out? Who's losing? If Harry Wilson-type character goes overseas, mm. does that, is that worth it? And yeah. the ultimate thing is we won't know. We won't know till he actually takes the field for round, round one, which is going to be Allianz, let's face it. It's probably going to be a packed crowd, hopefully, 2025, and we see what he can actually do. Personally, I reckon he's going to be worth it. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. You sound like you've got your shotgun fully loaded there, Nathan, um, and you just fired it. You just sunk both of us with that. <laughs> um, I just kind of, it's just one of those things. It's a lot of, a lot of the, these discussions around, oh, it should be spent this way, it should be spent this way, it should be this way. I don't, I don't think it's relevant. I don't no, think I, it, I, like, agree. I, don't think I, I agree change. with you 100%. Like, so even on that Harry Wilson point, it's like, well, how can, okay, so if Harry Wilson left, hypothetically, because Sawali came and they couldn't pay for him, 
like how many variables are into Harry Wilson leaving? You know, is yeah, it because he doesn't like his coach? Is it because he's not getting paid enough? A couple of points on that, sorry. One, you completely agree with you. And two, when you look at when the Rabbits first signed um, Sir Lee, it's not Rabbits signed highly rated league talent. It is Rabbits signed young talent from rugby union ranks. Yeah. It's yeah, Suwali right. and Lachwanilis, Um, both guys who came through. And, you know, you can spend all the money on grassroots, but it doesn't mean that they will actually people will actually stay when you have a lot more opportunities to play league. Given you, you there's one team in New South Wales for Union, there's eight teams for league. You can have more opportunities to play. Well, I mean, that's always been the big thing, right? Like, if you're a really good athlete, uh, you can go to NRL and get paid, what, uh, their minimum wage is 100 grand or something? Yeah. And you're it's 18. Rid- it's like, yeah. why not? I think rugby at the top end is way bigger um i think we're, we're talking before like karebi's earning a pretty good pay packet enough to as big as uh, rugby australia can offer him um mm. just playing in japan just bulldozing it's like playing in japan for karebi is probably like year 12 versus year seven you know at lunchtime <laughs> um um yeah. but yeah like I, I don't i just don't buy it actually and it kind of really annoys me as well because it's like uh if it's so simple why haven't they done it it's an opt- it's an optics thing. That's what it is. It's it's an optics thing. You've got one number here and you've got one number here, and that is it's taken in that black and white face value. But you know, like I mean, full full disclosure though. I mean, like it's because the it's also because the topic of grassroots is something that is routinely discussed in rugby union. It's talked about a lot in rugby union. And also on top of that, I mean, it leans into the whole point that we've been touching on here is that, you know, Swahili, he's been, he was originally in that space and then he he went over to league. Well, yeah, he played. Was he he at Mount Gruen playing league and then he went to Kings? He played He played both. He played both. It's one of those. Yeah. Just just a point on that. Sorry. Just a, just a quick 30 second point. This idea of, oh, he was a lead junior, he was a union junior. Most of these kids played both growing up. They played both. So, like, and again, this leans into the another whole point is that, you know, this happens all the time and it's just become, it's just the fact, it's just blown up insanely as a result of it. I actually do think Nathan has some, you know, really good points on this. How many people are going to be inspired to want to play union or lead, like union and, and, and go and see the game uh, because he is playing it. That's a question as well. It's the similar sort of discussion that happened when Israel Folau was signed. Um, how many players, you know, how many young kids looked up to him? Of course, this is before the entire controversy when he he decided to get his Instagram account out and, and post of his own, you know, of his own free will. So, you know, it's, you know, that is the question that you ask here. And I do think, you know, there is an ROI on this. He'll pay for himself in time. I do get, though, that particularly considering we are trying to grow the women's game, we're trying, you know, the the topic of grassroots, it's ever-present. It is always in discussion in rugby union circles because we are also in a unique situation here in Australia that... But, Nick, if turkeys could talk... Christmas would be a big topic of discussion. Well, yeah, well, no, this is, well, that's the point I'm kind of making here. It's because also that Australian rugby is in a unique space. And they're talking about grassroots. That's why they talk about it. That, well, that's right. It's, and it's also because, you know, we're in unique circumstances that, you know, we're in the most competitive sporting market in the world. Of course, we're con- going to be concerned about the situation of how our grassroots are going, especially when we are up against much more cashed up 
organizations like the AFL and the NRL. So personally, I think that this is going to pay for itself. The guy, the bloke sounds, as long as he doesn't, you know, go down the easy for easy route and, and suddenly, you know, and, and, you know, start posting all of the stuff that he wants to post and, and, you know, lead to, you know, first of all, a moral dilemma and a, and a dilemma of an employee situation, which of course we don't want to go there. There's a, there's a much better podcast that covers all that done by the green and gold rugby guys a few years back. Um, I think it's a situation where the ROI will come in the form of bums on seats and it will come in the form of uh, kids being inspired by the fact that this guy is well known and will want to play, you know, have a crack at rugby union and union can can undermine this and make it smaller all at once. But the fact that their chairman and all of their heads, you know, the heads of their of the organization are coming out and criticizing this highlights that they actually probably viewed Swah, you know, Swahili as a very high profile talent. I mean, the fact that we're talking about it almost kind of pays for itself because it'll be this for two years and then he'll start playing and he'll be a gun. Yeah, I mean his first game. Just imagine his first game. Whatever he does in between, he's the um, face of. He's going to be the face of rugby union. Yeah, yeah. And that um, is, and that all, and that is where it's, and that's where it's at. And yeah. uh, how good? And honestly, the fact that we're talking about him and not talking about how the Waratahs are one from five—that's that's a win <laughs> in my books. But hey, that's that's a pod for another time. That's a pod for another time. time. That's a pod for another time. <laughs> and uh, another twenty minutes, and we'll just cut it up. So we'll be. There. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure Nathan, you're already lining yourself up to be his autobiographer. I'm ready to go. He's ghostwriter. That's what it's called. Yeah. Either or, whatever he needs, I'm I'm there for him. I heard you're already setting someone. Don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Mate, if I like, oh, to, I don't know what it means, but like that's part of it. But yeah, I mean, I reckon this is going to be super exciting. And to be honest, if you're a leaguey fan, you're listening to this and you're going like, it's a war. It's a war between union and league. Just, no, it's not. I don't I think mean, many people think that though. I you'd be surprised if you've been on Twitter. Some of these folks have that's taken yeah, this. But like, I get it. Twitter's, my, my like, view, Twitter's yeah. not reset, representative at all. It's like... If you're nah, it's not. That's illness, true. <laughs> go on Twitter. If, you, if you're a journalist or have a mental illness, go on Twitter. Like, that's... <laughs> but again, great. It's it's a great time for all. Like, it's, you know, and, you know, any any leagueies, hey, get behind the Wallabies, the World Cup. Get behind them. See, you know, games getting quicker, getting more points being... There's never been a time there's been more points scored in Super Rugby. So, hey... Give yeah. it a shot. You can love both. Learn to love yeah. both. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, we support the kangaroos. And I mean, like just one day when somebody else is actually as competitive, apart from New Zealand, uh, <laughs> they'll make the rugby league oh, no. Cup Samoa. much more compelling. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Actually, Tonga were pretty good. Samoa. Yeah. Samoa, yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, actually, I, I was watching this really interesting, I watched a bit of it, a YouTube video. And it was about, basically about like rugby leagues going into Pacific Islands to get the talent. Because apparently 50% of all rugby union talent is Pacific Islander. So they've just gone in to suck that up for the league. Actually, I've got a number. I've got a, I've got a number for you. I've got a number for you for that. So back in the 80s, it was 18% uh, Pacific Island heritage. Today, it's over 80% Pacific Island heritage, heritage in NRL now. 
So that gives you a 80. Sense. Yeah, over 80%. I, I can't say it's 80. Yeah, it is. It's over half. It's well over half. Mm, okay. Yeah, it is. That's, that's a pod for, pod for now time. But yeah. yeah, it's great great times all around. Looking forward to seeing what you do in 2025. Yeah, rugby's a game of 15 players on the, on the field. When we're attacking, we're attacking weak defenders. We're looking for weak defenders. Why would we run at the strongest defenders? So if Martin's there and, and sorry, what's your name? Nick, and Nick's there. We're not going to run to Martin, are we? <laughs> Guys, can you just send my best wishes to Warren and make sure he enjoys the third and fourth playoff? <laughs>